So I know that last week I talked about the types of love and I had all those love questions and I was going to answer them for this week's episode, but I got pulled in another direction completely. And don't worry, I'm not saying that I'm not going to still answer those questions because I am still very interested in that and I will probably do that next week. Um, but that's what's so cool about having a spiritual awakening and going on the spiritual journey because you never know where you're going to get pulled in what direction. Um, and so what's interesting is when I first started learning about the heart chakra and like what it means, I was like, oh, I got that, you know, like I'm, I'm a pretty compassionate person. I'm a pretty at peace person. I, I'm genuine, genuine, generally a happy person. I mean, of course I do like still have, I, I, I suffer from, de- from depression. And so some days are just not good, but overall I'm pretty happy. Um, and so when I read about the heart chakra, I was like, yeah, I got this. Like, this is going to be an easy one to like zoom by from. And of course there's, there are always layers And so for this episode, I am going to go deep into those layers. And I came up with, it's um, not so much a theory, but more of a different way of looking at it. Because in the last episode for the heart chakra, I focused so heavily on love. And the thing is, is that yes, love is important. And there are all these different types of love that we need to work on as humans to have meaningful relationships and I feel like that's part of what makes us human is having these relationships however um there's there's more that goes into this and I feel like it has to do with self-love and I talked about this a little bit in the last episode saying that with self-love that we don't have enough of it and like what is it what does it look like to have self-love and um, even as my questions, they were all focused on romantic love. And so for this episode, um, it's the heart chakra part two, focusing on healing. And so the way that I broke it down, this is why I say it's like kind of like a theory, but because um, I didn't make it up, but it just like makes so much sense to me. Um, so to begin... Um, we have the heart chakra in Sanskrit is called the Anahata chakra. And that means unhurt, unstruck, and unbeaten. And so I use these three words and um, I thought about like what it, what does that mean to be unhurt, unstruck, and unbeaten. And then, like I said, I was pulled in different directions. I had like past life visions and um a lot of trauma that was within me that I didn't even know I had came up um in this last week and so I've learned that to heal your heart chakra to balance your heart chakra you need to heal your past so to heal your past you must forgive to heal your present you must be positive and to heal your future, you must protect it. And so that's what this episode is going to focus on. I'm going to go through these three past, present, future um, ways of, of healing, balancing your, your heart chakra. 
and they have honestly been life-changing for me since I've since I've thought about them and um and like as I was putting the everything together for this podcast like I've just I've learned so much about myself and I just feel like a whole new person and I just feel so lifted I know that's a weird verb to you I mean adjective to use um because it's more of like a verb (laughs) but um but that's how I feel like I feel like brand new and so so I hope that you'll join me for me to unpack this and um, hopefully it'll bring you some healing as well so stay tuned So like I said, we're going to heal our past, present, and future. So to begin, we're going to heal our past. To heal our past, we need to forgive. And so what does forgive mean? So I literally just put it into Google. And it says that it's a verb. And it means to stop feeling angry or resentful towards someone for an offense, flaw, or mistake. And so when you look at that definition... Like, feeling angry or resentful towards someone. Like, I feel that, oh, for me, personally, like, I felt like I forgave really easily. Like, I am the kind of person that gets, like, super mad, like, to 100, and then five seconds later, I go to zero. Like, I'm, like, completely chill with you. Like, some people go from zero to 100, I go from 100 to zero. And... I always like that quality about myself because I like that I didn't stay mad because um, like we've all heard this quote that holding a grudge is like drinking poison and hoping the other person dies. Forgive and let go and you will feel better inside. And I posted that on the on the website already. Um, but yeah, and so I, oh, I, I grew up hearing this quote my mom would always tell us. Um, like it's not good to hold a grudge. Like it's just... Like, you're just hurting yourself and all this stuff. So I think that's how I developed this 100 to 0 mentality that I would easily forgive. So I thought. And so, like, when I read this, like, for, like, the heart chakra that um, that you need to be compassionate, you need to forgive, and, like, all of these different things, I'm like, yeah, like, I got that, no problem. But the thing is that I didn't have that. I didn't have that because I would forget and I wouldn't forgive. I would still hold on to a little bit of that. And I wasn't angry anymore, but I held a little bit of resentment. So it's kind of like a penny. A penny isn't going to buy you anything. And one penny in your pocket isn't going to affect you that much, right? It's not going to be heavy to hold a penny in your hand but over time you have these little pennies and then penny 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 and now you have like a piggy bank or your pocket or wherever and pennies can be kind of heavy if you have enough of them you know and so I feel like that's what happened to me that I would let go of that anger but I would still hold a penny sized um, penny size resentment. And I had no idea that this was even occurring until um, I had this revelation. And then that's like that's what I was saying before was that's when I had um, this 
like past life vision and it was super random the way it happened too because the other times that I have visited my past lives or like to learn about my past lives I I did like that YouTube video um I, I yeah I think his name's like Brian Weiss or something I did that YouTube video and it worked really well like that one I could actually like see my whole life like here was just like a glimpse um but yeah so it was super random like I just felt like putting up my hair in a different way than I normally do and so then when I was I was in the bathroom like fixing my hair and then like I looked at myself and it was like really weird like I like full-on had like a vision of a different person with the same hairstyle and it's like kind of creepy now I'm talking about it (laughs) but in the moment it didn't feel like that like it felt like because it was just me you know so it was just a past life of, of mine and so it, it wasn't scary at all and so when I had that vision I'm like okay like let me lay down and like like think about this more and just like let my mind wander and so um so my mind did like it literally like went back and like I learned a lot about like what happened in my past life that has led to my traumas now um and that's what's so crazy about past life like when you are in this life, you have all all this baggage, and you have no idea where it comes from, or, like, why am I this way, and it's because you have, like, all these different things, like, different people that have influenced you, so, like, yeah, with your genes, with your, your ancestors, but also with your past lives and their ancestors, and how they, they make up a person, um, as a psychology major, we learned that, it's both nature and nurture, right? And so, but the nurturing part, like that stays with you from past lives. And so you have all this trauma that you haven't dealt with. And that's why it's coming up now. That's why it it comes into your life now because they didn't deal with it then. And so when it comes to like ancestors, it's epigenetics, and so we have a lot of evidence in the literature stating that, um, that if an ancestor dealt with some trauma, like they can literally pass it down to you and now you have that trauma. And so I think that's crazy too, but, um, but it's not talked about because it's a lot harder to empirically study um, our past life traumas. The whole point of all of this, what I'm trying to say, is that I had to learn how to not only understand where these like the origins of the of this trauma but also how to forgive and then even when I realized that I did have a like ounces of resentment towards certain people and these are people that like I haven't seen in years you know and like that was actually like part of the reason why I found out that I even had this resentment towards them is because they kept popping up like just like in my head um and it wasn't like I was, like, obsessing over this person and it, they were just, like, living front and free in my head. It wasn't like that at all. It was just, like, glimpses or flashbacks. And and I had no idea where they were coming from. Like, why am I thinking about this person that I haven't talked to in, like, 10 years, right? Um, and it's because I never fully forgave them. I still had that penny that reminded me of them. And so every once in a while, it would just pop up and be like, hey, I'm still here. Like, you need to deal with me. But I didn't, I, consciously, I didn't know that. Just, it was just my subconscious that knew that. 
So then what I did is I was like, okay, so I need to, so now I know that I need to forgive. So like the first, the first step of any problem is you need to like admit that you have a problem. So I was like, okay, so I guess I don't forgive. But how, how do I forgive? Like, I can just say like, yeah, I forgive you. And then like, even when I was like in that, like when I was like meditating after like that for the past life thing I was telling, I was just talking about, like I, I had this like vision in my head that it was like, I had come back from the past, like visiting my past life. And there was like this fountain, um, but it was like, I don't explain this, like it was like a fountain, but it would like go into like a waterfall that would like just take away the memory. And so in this, I had to like grab my memories of my trauma and just like put them down. And at the time I felt like it was very cathartic. Like everything that I was thinking, I'm like, hey, throw it in there. Like, I don't need this anymore. And I just kept repeating that, like, get rid of anything you don't need. Get rid of anything you don't need. And I literally felt like, um, this is like, I don't know if this works, but um, the only thing I could think of that is semi-close to it is, like, with um, Spongebob, when, like, they go in his head and he has, like, all these files everywhere. And then, like, I forget the episode exactly, but then there's, like, fire starts happening because everyone's trying to move everything around. It was kind of like that, except there was no fire. It was more of just, like, me, like, grabbing these, like, huge stacks of memories and just, like, throwing them down. And just, like, clearing everything out. And, like I said, at the time, I thought that was very cathartic. But then when I woke up... I was like, that's not cathartic because literally I'm just doing what I've always done. I'm just, quote unquote, forgetting the memory without dealing with it, without actually going through this and understanding why you feel this way and how to heal yourself from it. And I think that could be because I'm a seven on the Enneagram um, test and sevens like just avoid pain at all costs. And that's, like, very, very me. Um, but what I'm, what I'm meaning to say is that um, that you can't just forget the memory. Like, you really have to go into it. But the thing is, like, we, we're not taught how to forgive. Like, growing up, someone hits you, and then the person, and then, like, a, a grown-up will say, tell that person to say sorry, and then the grown-up thinks, okay, now everything's good. They said sorry you had to you forgave them and sometimes even the grown up will even ask like oh do you accept their apology and you're supposed to say yes like what are you going to say no i don't forget i don't accept your apology when there's a grown up there when you're little you're not going to say no and so i feel like that's like what we've learned and i don't know about other cultures but i feel like that's what i've learned in in my culture um in american culture um that you just you just have to you just have to accept their apology and then you move on, but the thing is that you think you move on but you still have those pennies. Okay, so how how do you forgive? So I legit just put it in Google how to forgive, and some things like kind of came up. Um, I like post like that quote on on Instagram when I like was going through this and. It was, like, that guy, like, in the water and just, like, finding peace because he was able to forgive. But that, like, yeah, like, we know this. We know that you will find peace if you forgive, but how do you forgive? 
I feel like that was, like, the main thing. Like, how? Like, it's easy to say to forgive, but how? So, um, I meditated on it some more. I thought about it some more. I read some more. Um, and this is what I came up with. So, to forgive others... You have to put yourself in their perspective. Yeah. So, whoever whoever it is, whoever has wronged you, whoever has hurt you, you have to put them, yourself in their perspective. And it's, like, very difficult, and it takes, like, a lot of, like, concentration. Um, but when you see it from their point of view... You tend to forgive them because the thing is, is that no one, no one actively, and I really want to believe this, no one actively goes out of their way to hurt someone. It goes back to that quote, hurt people hurt people. And so I want, I really want to believe that no one would just wrong you for no reason because everyone is always just trying their best you know and like that goes back to like everything that I believe in that no one is inherently evil and the only reason we have evil is because of the way of the universe like we wouldn't we wouldn't appreciate it if everything was good all the time and the thing is is that when it comes, that's why we have like arguments and discussions, you know, because one thing is going good for one person. And if it's going good for one person, it has to go bad for the other person, you know? And there's like compromises and like all that kind of stuff. But I'm getting sidetracked. So you have to put yourself in their perspective. And so when you do, when you put, when you put yourself in their perspective, you understand why they did what they did and when you understand that then that's when it's easier for you to actually forgive and I know that like how I'm saying like yeah just forgive like how I was just saying that you can't do that but the thing is like when you're actually in that state you can you can feel the penny dissolving and for me it was like a really like magical moment and when I woke up from like the meditation like I didn't I really like felt lighter like I didn't feel like a bag of pennies in my pocket anymore like I really felt that I was like good with these people um yeah and then I think it all, what you also have to do is, like, just kill it with kindness. I know people say, like, kill them with kindness, but I really think it's kill kill it. Like, kill the resentment, kill the anger, kill the grudge with kindness. And when you try, it's going to be hard for people to not like you if you're putting in the effort. And the thing is that you don't want to put in the effort unless you forgive them. 
So honestly, you could fake it till you make it. Like it's, it could be one of those where you may not feel like you're fully ready to forgive yet, but if you're putting in the effort for this person, it's just going to happen naturally. And I think that's what's so beautiful about forgiveness and why God has given us forgiveness. Like the ability to forgive is because you need to know how to heal yourself. I feel like everything just comes back to ourselves. And I know that sounds like egotistical, but it, I mean it like in the most wholehearted way. That we need to forgive for our own sake not for anyone else's, you know? Cuz just like just like the crutch, just like the grudge like in the in this um quote, holding grudges like drinking poison hoping the other person dies. Like you're the one that's getting poisoned. The other person has no idea. You know? Or they might have a or they might have a grudge against you, but you don't know for sure, you know? And so like your life will be happier if you can just find a way to get along with people and just to love. Like, that's what I, was, I wrote about in um, when the blog post about the political sides. Like, we just need to love our neighbor and then everything else will work out. And that's how forgiveness happens, too. You have to see things from other points of view because that's their truth. And you're going to learn from that as well. So... So yeah, so that's how to forgive other people. Just put yourself in their point of view and understand their position. And like I said, it is hard. But then we also have to forgive ourselves. And I feel like that's like even harder. Because I feel like I was having those flashbacks because I hadn't forgiven myself um, in certain aspects of my life and so I kept like re- like reliving um these times in my life where I felt guilty and again you have to put yourself in the perspective of when of why you did it you know like what made you want to do that so bad that you were willing to hurt somebody else and a lot of times that comes from trauma you were trauma something happened and you were traumatized from it and then this is how you reacted cuz like i said only hurt people hurt people and so so yeah so like i said you have to go back to the origin and then figure out why this happened and like i said this is going to be harder um to forgive yourself but you have to just know um, that you're better now and that you know better now. You're going to make better choices now. And I feel like that's how the forgiveness starts to come back, kind of starts to happen, I mean. Um, but yeah, forgiving yourself is a lot harder than forgiving others. And like I'm still working on it. So that's the thing. It's not like, oh, I have the magic formula and now everyone can do it and it's going to take five seconds. Like, no, it takes a lot of time and a lot of um, meditative states. So, so yeah, um, that's what, that's what I um, came up with this week. Um, 
other ways to forgive I have on the website like some crystals that will help um honestly crystals are amazing and just like the vibes you feel off of them are just immaculate and you just feel so much better um because like the crystals can literally take take it um another way is to and I'm gonna get into this a little bit in the next one too but just with with water water changes its its shape um depending on the vibes and so if you talk to your water and you say like I want to forgive myself or I want to forgive others like set your intention and say it out loud um it will happen like you will actually feel better like when I said that and I was drinking the water like I could literally feel it like cleansing my soul because the thing is you don't need this you you have so many other things that you're worrying about and you mean you should be worrying either but you have so many other things that are going on in your life it's a better way of saying it that you don't need you don't need to be holding on to this bag of pennies that remind you of bad things that you've done or bad things that others have done to you like there's so much joy and peace and serenity and harmony and all these like wonderful things that this world has to offer that you don't need to hold on to this baggage it's like get rid of it and then make room for the for the good um so yeah so that's how that's how you can heal your past um like your past self so that you can be ready for your present and future self so next we're going to talk about the present self so positivity, like this is just so huge. Um, and the only thing I can think of right now is a song by Ashley Tisdale, like show me some positivity because it just, it's so real. And that this is why we have like the affirmations. This is why we say them out loud or what we have like the mantras because everything that you say is literally a spell. And like that's what they call it spelling, you know, for words and stuff. And so everything that you say, so if or like even just like your thoughts, like it doesn't even have to be words, like just your thoughts, like the vibrations that you have inside of your body will literally dictate like how you see your world. Like you literally create your own reality. And I know like that has been said a million times, um, like on social media, at least what I see. Um, but it's just it's so accurate. And so if you want to heal yourself now, you have to be positive. And like one of my favorite quotes is um it says like the your brain is a transmitter but your heart is the dial. So like your heart chakra is the one that will like, tune into what messages the divine is going to send you. So that's why it's so huge. That's why I'm talking about it here in the heart chakra um for heart chakra healing because it's like, it's just such a big part of your reality. Um, on the website, I have um, this video where this person, he's actually in business, but he decided to do this experiment. And it's, like, crazy to see, um, like, how the water freezes. And it could, if it's something positive, like, you say, like, thank you or I love you, the crystals are beautiful but if you have something like 
hurtful. I'm not even going to say the hurtful words because um, I don't want to affect myself. But um, these hurtful words, the water doesn't doesn't have, it's not, there's no sacred geometry. And um, I do want to like preface this really quick. If you are going to go see that video, they have the word Hitler or like Mother Teresa. And then you can see like, the differences of the, of the um, things. And inherently, like I said, nothing is inherently evil. So Hitler was not inherently evil. Like I truly believe that he knew what he was doing was wrong, but he was doing it. He was doing like a means to the end. Like he was so nationalistic and he was so um, for like the building of Germany that that he was willing to risk it risk killing millions of people to make sure that Germany came back on top after it was decimated Germany was decimated in World War One um so that's just like a preface and by the way I'm not saying I support Hitler I'm not a Trump supporter like not about that at all but I just wanted to like everything like I said everything's about perspective um and so with that, so I well, yeah, so I wanted to preface that for the video because in the video, um, they say Hitler and then it's all those things, but it's because that person had like neg has negative connotation has sees the word Hitler as negatively. And so this is like the water that this person was talking to. And so it is about the words, like I said, it, they are like spells, but it's also about your vibes and what what you are giving off like what waves are you giving off because everything gets the water absorbs all these waves um so yeah just like being positive is so huge um to heal your heart chakra in the present so before we talked about the past and like forgiving yourself and all of that but in the present it's all about positivity and so along with that you need to have body positivity. And this was like a really huge one for me. Like huge, huge, huge. Because I I really believed. Like I'm not even like saying like, oh yeah, like I I felt this way. Um, and it wasn't like, because I'm so much better or whatever. You know, it's not like that. It was that I literally believed that I was happy in my body. Like, and it had, like I said, I think I said it in my solar plexus um, chakra video, I mean, episode, that I genuinely was happy, like, felt happy in my body, and that I said, like, it's taken me years to, like, have this self-confidence, but the thing is, is that to be confident, they're two separate things. Like, you can still have body dysmorphia and be confident, and, like, that is just, like, so mind-blowing to me because I feel like for so long, my self-esteem and confidence was tied to my body. And it's not like that. Because I do feel like I am confident. And so I think that's why I felt that I was so proud of my body and, like, comfortable in my body. I don't, I don't know if I would have gone that far to say proud, but confident in my body. But turns out I'm not. And again, this came during meditation and I, I don't even know how it came about, but maybe it was like from a TikTok or something that they were talking about 
visualizing like if you have a goal like you want to actually visualize it like how like and like like literally see yourself achieving that goal like through the process um see yourself like how you're going to feel at the end of it like how you're going to look how you're going to do all of this and and so, like I said, I don't know if it exactly came from that or if it just, like, came from meditation because, like, a lot of random things come into my head during meditation and this is, like, what I held on to. Um, so, body dysmorphia. Turns out, I can't visualize myself. Like, I can't see myself with the ideal body type. And it's just, it's so crazy to me because when I think about a memory, I always see to the third person. I never see my memory in my eyes. Like I always see myself. And so I always pictured myself. So I saw, I always saw myself. So the thing is like, it was really interesting that I couldn't picture myself. So what I want you to do right now, like whether... Like, if you're, like, sitting down, you can actually grab a pen and pencil, like, actually draw yourself. But if you can't, like, just visualize, like, how do you look? Like, can you picture how you look in your mind? And, like, it sounds like a no-brainer. But when I actually try to do it, I can't. Like, it gets blurry. But the thing is that I feel like I have to have an image of myself in my head because when I see a picture... And it's not what I think. I was like, oh, I look ugly in that picture. Because I obviously have to have some kind of archetype in my head of an image of myself. But when I try to think of myself like in detail, I can't do it. And I feel like this is why I have always struggled with my body. Because I can't. And the thing is that, so then, okay, so if you did that, now I want you to think about other people in your life. Like, how do you picture them? How would you draw them? And it's just, it was so crazy when I tried doing this exercise because I made everyone, like, in my head, everyone else was, like, ideal. Like, they were all perfect and I was the only one that wasn't. And so it's just really crazy to me. And what's also crazy is that whether you're overweight or underweight, like I feel like no one it feels 100% like positive about their body. And it's so crazy because like even like in Mean Girls, you see that that um that scene where the plastics are looking at themselves in the mirror and like, "Oh, I hate this about myself. I hate that about myself." And then Katie, who, like, didn't grow up in this American society, she's like, oh, I have really bad breath in the morning. Because she didn't have these influences telling her what her body should and shouldn't look like. And so that's what I think is just so crazy that we live in this culture where there's one person. I mean, there's not, there's not one person. Like, no one is perfect. And what's like, this reminds me of another thing, like with That's So Raven, when she tries to be a model, and then like the actual, and then like they, like 
um, Photoshop her body, and she's like, that's not me, like, what are you doing, you know? And then at the end, the actual model, um, she's like, yeah, like, look, no one looks like that. And she's like, yeah, I don't even look like that. But it's, like, literally her, you know? But, yeah, because the thing is that everyone has insecurities about their appearance. Like, no one is 100% body positive all the time. And so, like, that is just, like, what is so crazy to me is that I feel like we put down our body so much. And the thing is, is that our body is amazing. Like, your body literally does so much that you are completely unaware of. Like, you don't even have to think to breathe. You don't have to remember to breathe. Like, your body will literally do that for you. And, like, your body just does so much for you, and you don't appreciate it. And when I say you, I don't mean, like, specifically you unless it is pertaining to you. But, like, literally, like, everybody. So I'm not, like, trying to call you out specifically. But, but yeah, our bodies are just so amazing, and we literally do not take them for granted. Like, we, we literally take them for granted. And so, like, here's an example. Like, I was eating Cheetos the other day. And I love Cheetos. Like, that's, like, one of, like, my favorite snacks. Cheetos are amazing. And, no, not the hot Cheetos. Like, the original, like, Cheetos. Yeah. So, I was eating Cheetos. And I'm like, why do I love this? Like, why can't I stop eating this? Because it, it was, like, only, like, um, like a dollar. Like, the ones we had at Dollar Tree. Like, just, like, one little bag. It wasn't, like, a whole big one. But I literally, like, it was eating half. I'm like, okay, I'm going to stop. I have to tell myself to stop. I was listening to a song. Like, okay, like, at the end of the song, I'm going to stop eating this. But the thing is, like, why are we limiting ourselves? You know? Like, why do I have to force myself to stop eating? And... The thing is that then I thought about them like, oh, then no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to finish the whole bag. And like, literally I finished the whole bag and then, yeah, I felt awful after. But it's like, why do, why do we eat that? Like, I know it's like, is it going to bring me any nutri- any nutrition? Absolutely not. Is it going to make me gain weight? To be honest, it won't just by having one and like not eating it again you know but if I eat them every single day then yeah because then I thought about it and I was like if I like this was like a little small bag but if I had like the unlimited amount I don't know if I would ever stop eating it like that's how bad it is and the thing is like it's literally processed GMO um genetically modified engineering um like or an organism GMO organism um like corn so it's not healthy for you at all and then it's fried, and then they put a bunch of chemicals to, like, make fake cheese. Like, there's literally nothing good about this. So why can't I stop eating it? So then here's the query, like, getting kind of conspiracy theory-ish. But the thing is that I feel like these chemicals are or telling your body to not listen to it. Because they like, listen to your, your tummy tell you when you're full, or your stomach tell you when you're full, you know, because when you have to go to the bathroom, you have to go to the bathroom, like, yeah, you can hold it, but you can't hold it for days, you know, like, there has to come a time where you have to go to the bathroom, but, like, when it comes to eating, like, you could literally be so full, and this happens to me sometimes, 
I could literally be so full, and if somebody has fries, like, fries are my guilty pleasure, too. I will literally eat them, even if I'm full. Or there's this guy on TikTok, Ethan in person, and he's like, you have three different stomachs. Like, you have your, your drink stomach, you have your food stomach, and then you have your dessert stomach. It doesn't matter how much you eat in the other, how much, how full the other ones are, you're always going to have room for the other one. And that's 100% true. Like, you could be so full, but if someone brings ice cream to the table after you finished eating, you're going to eat it. Or you're going to want to eat it. You might not eat it because you're like, oh, I have self-control, like, I can't, I, like, I'm trying to, like, watch myself. But if, there, if you could eat without getting fat, 100% you're going to eat it. Why? And so this is, like, what I was thinking. Like, your body, and, like, yeah, your body's a temple and, like, all that kind of stuff, like how it says in the Bible. But your body is, like, a lake. And so, or, like, an ocean, let's say. Why would you want to pollute it with these, with this... Gar- literal garbage why would you pollute it like it may it doesn't make any sense but the thing is that our brains get rewired when we eat these processed foods to say no the taste that you that you have in your mouth right now is worth like if you like put it on the scale it's so much better than how your body's gonna feel later like this mo this part this gratitude this um is it gratitude now um i'm trying to think of that word delayed gratification yeah this gratification that you're getting right now is better than how your body's gonna feel later because later you are gonna have a stomach ache because it's literal garbage you're putting into your body and the thing is then i started thinking like okay like, I've been raw before, and I loved it. Like, it was amazing. Um, and then I stopped because I moved back home, and then I never got back into it. <laughs> but, because it, it, is, it is more expensive, and it is harder, and all these different things. Um, but, could I never eat a munchy meal at Jack in the Box ever again? To be honest, I don't think I could do that. For the rest of my life, never have a munchy, munchy meal box I love those. And it's not saying like, oh yeah, I go to Dragon Box every day and eat them. No, I don't. Like I go like maybe, maybe twice a year. But I don't know if I could ever go with like going a whole, my whole rest of my life without it. Because I feel like the taste that we get, like that's why you have like good food. That's why you have chefs that make food delicious because your taste buds thank you for it. So... Here's here's where it comes in. Um, when I was younger, I used to look at, like, plants and say, um, like, how come we can't be, like, plants? That you never see, like, a quote-unquote over, overweight or underweight plant. Like, a plant makes its own food and and then the plant is perfect. So why can't we be like that? And the thing is that our body is like that. Because I kept thinking, like, out of all this evolution that our bodies have done, like, why wouldn't we have something like that? And the thing is, we do. We just don't listen to it. Like I said, when you go to the bathroom, you listen to your body. Like, your body's telling you you have to go to the bathroom, and you go to the bathroom. But when your stomach tells you you're it's full, sometimes you'll listen to it, and sometimes you won't. 
Or sometimes you'll eat because, like, oh, I have only, like, people who, like, do, like, intermittent fasting. I can only eat from this time to this time. So if I'm hungry later or if I, um, like, I, I they, like, eat so much in that time period so they don't listen to their bodies. And they try to do, like, this new craze. And if that works for you, then great. Like, I'm not putting you down. But what I'm saying is that our bodies are so amazing. We just have to listen to them. And we have to respect them. And that's how we're going to have, like, the balance of everything. So, yeah, just to, like, love your body. And then going back to, like, the plants, like, if you look, if you look at trees, there's so many different types of trees. You know, like, palm trees and oak trees and palm trees. I think I said pine first, yeah. Um, like, all different kinds of trees. And if you have, like, this generic picture in your head like mine is like with like a trunk and like a hole in the trunk and then like the branches going out and like just like leaves like in a, like a circle like that's like my archetype in my head of a tree but the thing is if you look at a tree you think that it's perfect like there's literally nothing wrong with any tree like all trees are perfect but the thing is that some trees are shorter some trees are taller some trees have different branches in different ways but they're all beautiful you know and then like like literally people spend so much money going to see um the sequoia trees like it literally costs 40 dollars to go um but yeah you go to the sequoia trees like national forest to see these huge trees and you think they're marvelous but if you were to see a really tall, heavy set person, you would think that they're ugly. So, like, how does that make any sense? It's literally just society telling you this. But be like a tree. Like, you are literally perfect the way you are. Because, like, God made you. And the thing is that you just have to respect your body and just listen to it, and you're not going to have any issues. And, and yeah, you just have to have a positive, see, back to the positivity, a positive relationship with food. Like, literally everything is about relationships. Everything is connected to everything. And you have to figure out what works, be what works best for you. Like, what is your body telling you? Another TikTok that I saw was of this of this woman who said that your body will literally tell you if you need something. So what she did is she would hold on to let's say like an apple and you literally just close your eyes and your body will literally rock you forward or rock you back. And if you're rocking forward that means yes you want it. If you're rocking back it means like no I don't want it. Um or like you can decide whichever way it works. I forget exactly how it works, but it but it actually works. Like it literally tells you what your body needs. Because your body is so powerful, but I feel like we just don't listen to it. So, so yeah, that was just like a really like big shock to me this week that we have to learn how to be more body positive. And along with that, and I feel like I've, I've been really open about it um, on this podcast about like, my relationship like with sex 
and that's something else also I've like been really working on like like with like body positivity you know like if you feel like however you feel is how you should dress however you feel is what you should do like you shouldn't let society tell you what what you should and shouldn't do and that includes with the uh, with sex and so like that also gets included with body positivity because it's everything like I said everything's connected but yeah so to recap to heal your heart chakra you really just need to have a positive outlook on life and really just go into everything and it, it literally is really hard like I can't even tell you how many times I'll have a thought and I'll have to like discipline myself and come at myself and say, no, that's not right. Like, don't think that way. Like, this is what you should be thinking. And it's literally reprogramming myself. And it's very difficult, but I feel like it's 100% worth it because I feel that like just in this, like I said, just this one week and I feel like a whole new person. Oh, which reminds me that um, the spell that I use for like body positivity. So I get my water and I just put like in a normal glass. Um, sometimes I even don't talk to like the whole picture, but you have like your, your glass and I just hold on to it and I just give it all of my vibes. And I just say, Please, um, water, please come inside of my body and get rid of anything I don't need. Get rid of anything I don't need. So I literally just talk to my water and I always, and I always want to make sure that I'm like thankful for it because I'm so thankful for this water that's going to replenish me, you know? Um, and this water, like, I could literally feel it, like, come in me and, like, get rid of, um, like, it literally happened overnight. Like, I literally said that, and then I went to sleep, and then the next morning, like, I had results. And it's, it's just so crazy, like, how powerful our minds are to our bodies, because the thing is, is that... Like, the reason why your body stores fat or doesn't store fat is because um, your body doesn't know when you're going to eat again. And so you, like, your mind has to tell your body that, like, you're fine, like, you're going to eat. Like, you don't need to hold on to all of this stuff because you're, you're always going to have food. You don't have to worry about it. But it goes back to the epigenetics where my ancestors probably didn't have, didn't know when they were going to eat next. So they had to, their bodies adapted to store this extra, the the extra cells, you know? So it's like a positive thing, but in society it's seen so negatively. Um, so, so yeah. Like, drinking the water, like, really, really helps. And just, like, talking to your water and, like, being friends with your water. I know it sounds silly, but you want to have those positive crystals. Like, you, hopefully, you'll go on the website and see the video because it's really cool. Um, 
You want those those positive crystals coming inside of you, not the negative ones. Because everything, like I said, everything's connected. And so when your body feels good, then your mind feels good. Then you feel more productive. And then you, you feel better in your relationships and everything else, you know? So, so yeah, that's how, that's how to heal your heart chakra in the present. Just by, by learning how to love yourself and to be happy, like genuinely happy of, of your, of your body and, and of your, of your life now. Because we all have goals, we all have aspirations, and the thing is, is that we have to like really visualize that now in order to get there. And that's what I'm going to talk about next for the future, for your future self, how to heal your heart chakra for the future, like how to prepare now to heal, to keep, to keep your heart chakra balanced in the future is the best way of putting it. So last but not least, we need to talk about how to protect ourselves to continue having a balanced heart chakra. So of course we can go with the crystals. I already posted some crystals on the website um, that will help you with the protection. Um, you can also, I, I constantly always think of this like golden orb around myself protecting me or sometimes I put it like around our whole house protecting, protecting us um, when we sleep. Um, I, I did this even as a kid before I even knew anything about spiritual, um, awakening and anything like that. Um, I would just always have that, um, just protection. And I feel like that has something to do with like the root chakra, but bringing it into like the heart chakra is that when, when we fall in love or so we think it's love, um, people are going to hurt us. And so then people will build up walls to to not be hurt. But the thing is, you have to have an open heart. That's what the heart chakra is about. You don't want walls building up because then how is the energy going to flow, you know? Um, so you need to have an open heart. You need to get rid of all of those walls so that you can be your best self in the future. And... So along with that, the way that, so like how to protect yourself, the way that um, I've thought about it, and I haven't done this yet because I'm really bad about setting boundaries, but you need to set boundaries. And you need to set boundaries with yourself, you need to set boundaries with your parents, you need to set boundaries with your significant others, with everybody at work, Um you need to set these boundaries because that is how you're going to protect yourself and protect your heart chakra. Because like, I feel like one of the worst things that can happen is when you love something so much and it could be, it could be like a thing or it could be a person or whatever, you know, um, when you love something so much, but then you don't set boundaries and then you lose that love. I feel like that's like the worst thing that can happen. <clears throat> and so um, there's this great book and I haven't read it yet, but my sister read it and she suggested it to me maybe <clears throat> like five years ago. 
And I never read it because I was like, oh, I don't need boundaries. Like, I'm fine. 100% we need boundaries to protect ourselves. And this is why I say that I thought my heart chakra was balanced, but I feel like it's not because my heart is just open. And that's why people take advantage of that. And... And so when someone wrongs me, I always want to forgive them and just like let them back in. But then of course I still have that resentment. We already talked about that for the past stuff. But now for the future, because like I said, you are going to get hurt again. And it might not be like if you're married, it might not be from a significant other like you like hopefully you don't get a divorce, you know? Um but they will they will mess up sometimes because we're all human, you know? And so you have to set these boundaries and then you also have to um like be proactive in setting these boundaries so that you don't get in fights and yeah i'm talking about romantic love in this situation but it could literally be for anything um so even like like i was talking i think i talked about this in my sacral chakra sacral chakra um, episode that like, I went through my PhD so quick. Like, I literally finished all of my coursework, all 72 units of my PhD in a year and a half. And looking back, I'm like, I probably shouldn't have done that because I literally burnt myself out. And when I first went into it, I had, like, I was so optimistic. Like, I'm going to change the education system in America. Like, that is my one goal. And now I feel like my goals have expanded um, it's kind of like that tree that I posted on, on Instagram, that Japanese maple tree that I just have so many passions everywhere. Um, but that, the education part used to be like a fat branch and now it's like dwindling down and I don't want that to happen, you know? Um, and so I think it's important to set boundaries and say, like, Yes, in this circumstance, like, I just wanted to get done with it. I just wanted to be over it. But it's all about living in the present and having all these things. So then you can have this future with something that you love. Um, yeah, like I said, that goes for, for family members, too. Like, you need to have boundaries with your parents, with your siblings, because you don't want them to take advantage of you. And it's not okay when a family member is rude to you. Like, you need to call them out on that. You need to have those boundaries because that's what is going to protect you. Because if you just keep giving and giving and giving, then what are you left with? And I feel like I learned that the hard way in a past relationship, something I didn't end up marrying, um, because I would just give and give and give and give and give. And at the end, like, I literally felt like I used to have these beautiful wings. And then at the end of that relationship, like, I just kept giving all of, like, my... This is, like, an, a metaphor, but I kept giving all of, like, my power and, like, the beauty of these wings that at the end, it was literally, like, like, scarecrow kind of wings. Like, there was, like, literally nothing left. And thankfully, like, I have met people that have, like, replenished that and, like, I am good now. But that should have never have happened is my point. That you can't keep giving when, when you don't, when you're not protecting yourself. And so on the website, I have the benefits of setting healthy boundaries. So 
The first one is more compassion. You're going, when you give and give and give, and you're not getting anything back, you, you start to grow um, resentful towards somebody. And you don't want that to happen. Like, and I said somebody, but it could literally be, like I said, like my PhD. Like, I, I got burnt out because I, I did it. I did it. I kept giving and giving and giving to this PhD. And then now I'm so burnt out that I can't finish my dissertation. I was supposed to be done with it in December. And honestly, I haven't really even started it. Um, so clearly, I'm not going to finish it by December. But... But yeah, so you're going to be more compassionate if you set these boundaries. You're going to love more and and yeah. Um next is greater assertiveness. 3 is your needs are met. 4 less anger and resentment, which I talked about. 5 feeling of peace, of peace, which is the heart chakra. Like that's part of like when your when your heart chakra is balanced, you feel at peace. And we see this so much in the Bible too. Like be still, be at peace. Um. And so this comes from setting boundaries. The next one is time and energy to do things that nourish and bring joy to your body, mind, and spirit. Like how beautiful is that? Like you want to have these joys. You want to feel nourished. You don't want to feel burnt out. Um, so like at work, if you keep giving and giving and giving, then, and you don't have any boundaries, if you're just on call 24-7, then you're, you don't feel like you have the energy anymore to give more and to like, and to like help society because that's the point of having a job, right? Is to like help society. And if it's not, then that means it's not fulfilling to you if you don't feel that way, you know? Because that's the thing. That's what I talked about in my solar plexus video. I keep saying video, episode. Um, that you want to do things that, that lift you up, not bring you down. And like I mentioned in that, in that episode too, that like not all of us like have the ability to to go short term but long term a hundred percent whatever whatever you think about that is what you will achieve and like yeah you might have to like work a dead-end job now to be able to like afford to like maybe you need to go back to school or maybe you need to learn this trade or whatever it is that you want to do you're going to achieve it but even with that you still need to set boundaries because if you just go for it and go for it and go for it and you don't have these healthy boundaries, then by the time you get there, you're not even going to enjoy it. So you definitely want to set these boundaries to protect yourself. Uh, the next one is feeling respected by yourself and others. Less conflict in relationships. Yes. Um, improved communication. Greater self-esteem. Less anxiety and stress. Increased confidence. Feeling understood and accepted by friends and family. Like, that is what we want to do. We want to feel understood and accepted because in that, it creates like our social networks and that brings more love. And I feel like that's what we need in this world more, you know? We need to have that love. And so to do that, we need to have these healthy boundaries. And that's that's how we're going to 
keep our heart chakra balanced. And that's how we can have the energy go through all of them. Um, and so, yeah, so that is what I've learned about healing and keeping about healing your heart chakra and then keeping it balanced. So to recap, um, the heart chakra, like I said, is called Anahata uh, chakra in Sanskrit, and it means unhurt, unstruck, and unbeaten. So unhurt, if you protect yourself, then yeah, like I said, things are, like life isn't perfect. Things are gonna go up and down, up and down. But the thing is that if you have these protections, it's not gonna hurt you. You're going to have that orb of golden light around you where nothing can penetrate it. And you just feel at peace. Unstruck. If someone says a mean comment to you, it's not going to affect you. And unbeaten. You're not going to be beaten down and you're if you are protected and if you are, if your heart chakra is good, is balanced and open, um, you're going to succeed. And that's like, that's what it's all about, you know? Um, We need to do this shadow work now so that then we can be able to harness this power and then make positive change in this world. And so I think I've mentioned this before, but after I finish my series of the chakras, I do want to go into the clairs because I, I have um, a couple of those. And so I really want to, and that's when it will get like more quote unquote witchy, um, to learn more about these, um, these powers that I have that I have yet to unlock because I have all of these these issues, all these traumas that I have to work through in order to get to that elevated state. Um, going back to like the root chakra, I talked about Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And so we're moving, moving up on that one. So the root chakra, we're at the very bottom. And once we're done with the heart chakra, then we'll be the self-actualized, we'll be self-actualized. And that's when we can really do amazing things. So I really hope that this has helped. I hope that you do some of the exercises that came to me when I was meditating. Um, and yeah, I just, I really hope that, that this will help you heal and then we can all change the world together. So I'll see you next time. Um, hopefully... Um, next week I will talk about the different types of love because like I said I am still really intrigued by that um, because like I said I haven't really worked on these boundaries like this literally just came to me today and um, so I'll let you know how, how that works out and then we'll just go from there we'll keep going on this spiritual journey together so thank you so much for joining me today and hope to see you next week